welcome back to a new episode of the Combined Impact Podcast. I am Shadi and I am joined by Ida. And today we are going to talk about experiences that we or and our viewers have had dating white slash woke quote unquote people. <laughs> um, but before we really get into that and what exactly we're going to talk about, we do want to revisit our last episode, which was about body hair and grooming that Ida did a wonderful job with. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so how did you like experience that the first thing? <laughs> uh, it was wild as fuck because we or I've obviously had the conversation with many different people in many different circumstances and stuff, but then to be recording an episode on my own without having a sounding board and then just like who who am I talking to? I'm sitting alone <laughs> and recording this thing and I don't even know if it's gonna resonate or not or yeah. if people are gonna even understand what I'm talking about and just the way that I talk and I mumble a lot and you are usually there to like you know Stop step the in when I start mumbling and now I just had free reign to mumble as much as I wanted to so it was weird I uh. definitely prefer doing an episode with you here. Oh. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I do remember like um, listening to the episode when you sent it to me. and Because we had that conversation. It's like, um, you were like, yeah, you know, I like my scientific stuff. I'm not going to try to get too much into that. And then no. the first line, the first words you said, like, I know I said I wasn't going to get too scientific, but it's like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> fucking like wonderful i love it i love every aspect of that and i it definitely like which is funny to me because it also made me think and it's like hilarious like oh my god i'm learning from our own podcast this is great <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> but like yeah and that was also like the whole aspect of the body hair and grooming and stuff is something that also came up because I have finally cut my hair, guys. It's finally short. And A round of applause. I don't know. I don't think you guys understand how important this is. Because I have been bothering my friends with this for like... I think the good part of like a year that I've been saying, I want to cut my hair, I want to cut my hair, but I've never had my hair short and my hair has always been an armor, you know, like you've yeah. mentioned in the episode. And just the, the pressure we have... Or the pressure I had growing up too, like having to present femininity. Yeah, and, and, and my hair was my hair. yeah, and my hair was the most important part of that, and like like letting go of that was like apparently still very hard for me, and I finally did it, and now I'm like, bitch, I want my hair shorter. Where's the nearest? Well, I don't have money now, but <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna cut it even shorter. So <laughs> kind of funny how that works, nice. but. <laughs> So it was very interesting to see in all the different ways uh, hair politics and, and, and grooming politics affects us in a daily life. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's, I think, a very good conversation to have with ourselves as well. And how much we actually do for us as opposed to what we do for other people. So yeah. I, there, there are many, many assumptions yeah. that come along with what you do or don't do with your hair. And yeah, I'm getting tired of those. And I'm getting tired of, like, caring what other people think about my body here and my body in general and what the hell I do with it. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good, like, conversation that we all have to have with ourselves. And today we're going to get into a... Well, I don't know how to, um, like, describe this topic and what we want to talk about. But we're just, you know, we're just going to get into it. And yeah, we'll... we're going to wing it today. <laughs> not gonna start with definitions because it, it kind of speaks for itself dating white book people yeah but we are gonna start with hella disclaimers <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> take it away shadi um okay first of all like this is not uh, meant to be in any way like a divisive conversation yeah. we just want to talk about the experiences we uh technically i have had <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we have also asked our viewers to submit their own um, ex uh, stories and experiences. Mm. And it's just, you know, that type of conversation that um, a lot of us have these type of experiences, especially if you move from the islands to Europe. <laughs> and then, you know, you find yourself 
uh, with these new experiences is dating these new people and uh, things you might not have experienced back home and stuff like that. Um, yeah. We're gonna get right into just the questions. Um, yeah, we did ask like a few questions as guidance to yeah. <laughs> like so. Uh, how do because this, it was pretty difficult to like try to figure out okay how are we even gonna record this episode what are we even gonna yeah. be talking about so we decided to do a questionnaire basically yeah and because we also started to look it up online yeah. and honestly Google sucks <laughs> in this one because all you get is like articles of like questions interracial couples are tired of hearing I'm like yeah okay sure but yeah, what was be, their yeah. actual experience yeah, I don't, yeah. So, yeah that's why we decided to do the questionnaire but most of these of course are anonymous and we're gonna keep it anonymous so yeah. so the first question was would you say you're only or primarily attracted to white people and why do you think that is um, um I thought that these responses were not very surprising but I did like that there were some people who were like, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that I would, I'm would. i pr primarily attracted to them, but looking back at the people that I have yeah. actually ended up dating, all of them are white. And some people just said, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> this white person just sort of happened, happened to me. <laughs> it's fucking, oh my God. But yeah, so... Um... It's very interesting seeing sometimes um, people also realizing when you ask this question, it kind of becomes like a a thinking process for them too. Because then you look back at your partner, it's like, oh shit, am I primarily attracted to white people? But why? Or you know, it's it's a very interesting like yeah. I guess. Somebody actually ended their answer with, "I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that is or what that says about me." Yeah, but yeah, so that was a very interesting. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it's even necessarily about what it says about a person. It's just an interesting to notice because um, when I was thinking mm -hmm. about this, I, I'm also attracted to white people, but I'm mostly attracted to non-white people. But when I used to still live on Aruba, then I was more attracted to whiter people than I am now. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it has to do with like how abundant the <laughs> person yeah. is and the yeah. less abundant they are, the more... Um, attractive they are to me and then huh. you're living in a sea of white people I'm like actually can I have that one brown one? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it, it's interesting to see that some people had that taste in men or women yeah. on the islands and also here yeah it is interesting for me too because like I I I looking back at all the people I've dated or been with or you know had any kind of situationship or whatever with, <laughs> um, none of them really look alike uh, or none of them are from the same like group of people you would say which is very interesting but also I think is a kind of a testament to my sexuality because I'm not necessarily attracted to like one specific gender or stuff so I think. Um, that kind of bleeds out into the people I'm attracted to because it's just if I find you very cool as a person I'm attracted to you and that's basically how it works for me so I don't like have a primar primary attraction to one type of look mm -hmm. well, I do have a more primary attraction to one towards one type or uh, a type of gender on the spectrum which leans more towards the women and non-binary kind I guess yeah. but and uh, when it comes to looks itself, it's nuts. Another person also mentioned that because they are also are used to be attracted to one gender than the other, yeah. and now mostly women. But when they were also attracted to men, then they said that with the men it doesn't didn't matter at all <laughs> if they were white or black or brown or whatever. Yeah. But with women, they do find that they ended up with a type of preference. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's also pretty interesting to know. Yeah. For our next question, what did we ask next? That was, have you ever found yourself having to explain to your partner why exactly something isn't cool? You know, microaggressions, why all lives matter is offensive, why is orthopedist racist, etc. I'm glad to see that a lot of people answered no or not outright yes. One of them did start with, I definitely explained microaggressions to my partner, but... Overall, it was mostly no or not necessarily or 
a little bit, but they really understood the Bia right away. Um, yeah, I think um, with this one, it kind of ranged from having partners who already sort of understood or had to be explained what microaggressions were and being who they are, they are more, they are still supportive and try to understand and try to learn from it. And you had some who really had partners who were just completely oblivious or not oblivious. They just choose not to. Yeah. They were kind of assholes about yeah. it, to be honest, because if you think about it, um, some people just are never, ever exposed to stuff like that and yeah. never have to think about that which is fine because obviously they can't help where they grew up yeah or how or yeah or what they were exposed to but with some people you really have to explain and sometimes try to convince them about microaggressions for example or why something is racist and mm. with other people you just have to make them aware and then they in intuitively understand like oh of course this is not okay mm. because there's that whole um like exoticizing us. Yeah. So white people who date us just because we are exotic. Yeah. And and it's something we do have to think about when Yeah. I'm when, super concerned about that. Like yeah. whenever I'm on a dating app, I'm like, does this person actually like me or do they like the idea of who they think I exactly. am? Exactly. Am I just like this like a trophy for them or which I did become it's um I am like for my ex which was why I was I was like, Oh damn, that was uh, yeah, because I thought in the beginning, you know, he was just very cool and very, like, open to learning and all of that shit. And then, like, you, yeah, obviously, after a while, when you were getting to know someone, when people start getting comfortable, <laughs> you see their true nature in a way. And, and then I did realize that um, he was just, like, in a way that was also his way of rebelling, I guess, which is another fucked up thing. Like, rebelling from the... Yeah, or, like, ah. rebel from being with, you know, the status quo type of person that was around in his, like... Uh, village <laughs> that walks you know like oh i was God. just different which is nasty. yeah so i'm like well that was something yeah, okay okay but uh yeah <laughs> so i was glad that the one person did point the whole exoticism thing yeah out. and also another person pointed out um that um they constantly had to explain to their um ex why certain jokes weren't okay mm. and how it made them feel and yet that um person still didn't want to listen i was just like ah, they were defensive they were defensive yeah. and they were just like oh you're just making a big deal out of nothing and yeah. stuff like that and that is actually absolutely the worst way and to how to yeah. respond to that it's very telling if that's your first go-to i feel yeah like if someone is trying to tell you the statistics or yeah always points to yeah but what about it's like, no, no, no what I'm talking about, I'm talking about in, in this specific point, you're saying yeah. a joke or whatever that is very hurtful to me for this specific reason. And your job as a white person is to sit down and shut the fuck up and listen mm -hmm. and understand that why microaggressions affect us the way they do and affect us very um, more disproportionately than they affect you. Wow, that was a word. That word beat my ass. But anyway. Um. It is really funny. Well, not the word, but I mean the whole way we ended up. Because the next question is, did they ever doubt your experiences? Oh, yeah. And Gosh. It's, it's definitely hard to be with someone who you ha continuously have to sort of like ask them to understand where you're coming from. In the sense that when something happens to me or like, you know, I had to deal with certain like racial microaggressions or, or discriminations, even with him um, from his family or from his friends that they don't necessarily see as, you know, microaggressions. But of course, I know what that is and I, I, I experience it. And then I explained this to him and then he's just, yeah, but you know, like they don't mean like that. They're not bad yeah. people. They don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't know better. You shouldn't be too hard on them. It's like, okay, but it's not about them yeah exactly <laughs> it's not about how like not hurting their feelings by by confronting them because they're doing something that is also hurting my feelings yeah so what about my feelings basically telling you to like hush up don't don't uh, yeah. make other people uncomfortable I'm like, Dude. when it's okay for everybody else to make you yeah. uncomfortable you, you just can't say anything about it and then like at some point i remembered like i would um explain to him what i had gone through because i had gone through a lot of like shit um at my uh in college or 
yeah in my school mm. um also in the deep south yeah <laughs> when i had to deal with a lot of like racist like yeah microaggressions and and just discrimination in general and like explaining these things to him like he would always try to find a way out he would always try yeah. to find okay try to but, justify ju- yeah him. basically and i'm like this isn't what i need from you i need support i need you know someone to understand like even if you can't understand because you're white also understand that this does happen and it is something i experience and it affects me in a certain way so it's not like your place to be like i don't know but maybe you're just maybe you're just overreacting and like no no, no don't tell me that because like, yeah. i won't beat your ass but anyway like <laughs> that sentence and you're just overreacting oof. The, the thing about these you cannot gen- generalize of course and everyone has their different experiences and of course one experience is not going to be the same as the other just like mm-hmm. dating one one person is not going to be same as dating the other person so of course you're going to get these polarizing like answers yeah. but to me it's just very interesting um also to see like a lot of the questions that we do know that kind of come from people we know are like women <laughs> yeah because we also receive some responses via voice notes and yeah. um so obviously we know who they are yeah and those were primarily the women that yeah. shared their experience and some of it was kind of heartbreaking yeah and and, and i just noticed the difference too and then of course then you see where intersectionalism falls into play because you see a lot of the women experience really like he- like heavy shit with their yeah. white male partners as have i yeah very uncool things <laughs> and yeah and then when you like look at the the dudes that answered our um question what we presume to be dudes like what they were kind of obvious yeah dudes. yeah <laughs> now some of them we do know and it, it was like wow you you're person is a wonderful person but yeah. it's also a woman so of, of course <laughs> yeah. so the conversation initially started with what is it like for a black caribbean person to date a white european person yeah but then we found from the answers that have been pretty like on both sides um that the biggest difference did seem to be do you date women or do you date men yeah the because there is also um someone who is a woman who is dating a woman and this person did they ever doubt your experiences their answer was the most beautiful and inspiring yeah. because of course there are some things that you will not understand and then you can choose to doubt them be like mm, are you sure that happened was yeah. this because of your skin tone is that what you're saying or you could ask questions which is what this person's partner did she just asked her questions and yeah. was like okay so i don't have any experience in this so could you please explain yeah. it to me or elaborate how did that make you feel yeah just... all of that stuff so there's that way of like how you should be doing it and then there's one of the answers that wasn't yes or no it was just all the time to Oof. a point near the end of a relationship i wouldn't even open up to him about things anymore because i that i was experiencing in school um because i had a racist mentor and my class treated me like a barbaric animal and i knew he would tell me that it's all in my head and that i should be grateful for them even talking to me that is just point blank racism that's just yeah. point blank like Whenever superiority you, say you should just be grateful that blah 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 mm, yeah no that is very much on the side of white supremacy as well yeah, that and is a, a trash quality person yo i am so happy that like this person clearly like it broke up broke with, them. Up with yes. them and yeah because holy shit like but it's definitely um so and i don't think people understand how mentally uh draining and mentally pro- how problematic that is for your own mental health as a bipoc person to be doubted um, to not only be doubted but to be like uh, well yeah all of it doubted um kind of silenced in a way kind of gaslit gaslighting yes Ga- that's, that's yes. basically it <laughs> we found the word um this basically it's gaslighting um being gaslit for two years basically really did a number on my mental health yeah. as a you know bipoc person as a someone who had gone through all these things but had no support around me because most of them were white, pe- white people and they didn't get where i was coming from i didn't want to either and my partner who was supposed to be you know the person you confide in and you trust to be able to understand and be a safe place or a safe yeah. space for you isn't and you're just left with all those like 
having to like deal with that and a lot of us we react in different ways right like some people is like ah no this isn't for me peace out yeah, whatever fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but not everyone is like that and no. like i was definitely not like that in the beginning because um i'm a person that easily uh internalizes these things and makes it like oh that no, probably it's just my fault yeah or, maybe i, I shouldn't right. be maybe so I dramatic yeah. yeah and like, as women we're really good at doing that to ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that 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 really like you really have to jump through mental hoops to, for yourself in order to justify being with this person or staying and you know having things be pleasant yeah. So it's it's it takes such a mental tool as well, which is why I think it's so important for us to have these conversations yeah. about when you're dating someone that is outside your race because you don't they might may or may not understand what mental toll it can take on you. Mm-hmm. And there is it's definitely worth mentioning the difference between somebody genuinely not knowing mm-hmm. and being curious to learn but not knowing necessarily how to start or um trying yeah. to like feel around for like what is actually going on and yeah. straight up gaslighting because yeah, straight just, up gaslighting is with malicious intention it yeah. maybe they do where they don't believe you but they their only intention is for you to shut the fuck up yeah, and, and do don't what talk they about want it. you to do yeah just think like i do i don't want to i don't want to Yeah, don't disrupt my peace. <laughs> yeah. So our next the next question we had was do you notice certain discussions coming up more compared to if you were to date a BIPOC? And this mm. one is tricky because some of them didn't date BIPOC or don't yeah. know what it is like to date BIPOC. They yeah. can only imagine what it might yeah. be like. This is such an interesting question for me. This because for me it is legit the reason we broke up. <laughs> like I broke up with my ex because at the end of it we were Um and I guess that's I guess a testament to how sometimes you really don't know who you're dating <laughs> because people always say like how could you end up dating someone like that it's like um it's not that black and white because some people are just really good at like not pretending but just putting their best foot forward especially in the beginning right you want to impress your person you want to impress this person you're attracted to and so Like in the beginning it was very much I in my opinion I thought oh this person um is very understanding and open and listens to me and doesn't like uh, exclude my experiences blah 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 but the more like time progressed he was like ah, I guess his patience ran out <laughs> or whatever I don't Maybe, know what you want to call yeah. it and he was just like nah I don't agree with you and then we would literally be fighting constantly about certain things about discussions that would come up I hear uh, a lot of frustration <laughs> This has turned into a podcast uh, or an episode of me bashing my ex. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, some of the answers were also just them bashing their ex, which fuck yeah. Thanks for the solidarity, guys. <laughs> And a lot of them did give like a really good perspective as well because um, certain discussions coming up more compared to if you were to date a bipac. Of course, that depends on yeah. who you are as a person and who, who your, your person. partner is as a person. If they are willing to have the conversations all the time if they are doing their own research mm-hmm. if they're already involved or if they just became involved because of you also being involved in this type of stuff so it really really this one was really tricky to just have one sort of general vibe yeah exactly and i think um another very interesting point someone uh, brought up that i also didn't uh, to be honest didn't think about is Um it really does depend on the person like you said because you can be dating a white person that is very much understanding and open like um we have this one person who's dating this really really understanding white girl who um always asks and always is open and and very empathetic and knows that she doesn't always understand but she's very um careful in the how and and uh, like and yeah ask how she can support yeah which is very very good and important to do as a white partner um but then you have then someone else pointed out that um that with this white partner that they're dating they have that kind of understanding that um they didn't have with their previous partners who were BIPOC who they would have these discussions with and were not on the same page because 
Yeah, because um, uh, let me read it out. <laughs> Just, but that's mostly because we actively discuss this topic and oftentimes meet eye to eye or try to find some common ground. So it's more of a personality trait in this case, I think. Whereas when I dated my exes who were BIPOC, I can never discuss these things with them because it's too quote unquote uh, PC. Um, I just had the misfortune to have dated these two in my case. So it really does depend again on the person and their experiences and, and, and their yeah personality and their values as a person as a whole. Um, so that was a very interesting thing. It was like, oh shit, you know, I did not think of it like that. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can be BIPOC and also still be racist, <laughs> sexist, yeah. uh, homophobic, etc. Sometimes even more so. In a different question, uh, one of the people also said that um, their partner helped them realize in what ways they were being discriminative against maybe a group of people mm. or women or uh, that type of thing. But another one that I also wanted to mention was... Um, and this one had a lot to do with the type of person that they are and also the reason why they think that they gravitate more towards white people and mm-hmm. that's just because they're very sensitive and um, they are very passionate as well about uh, justice and injustice mm-hmm. but they have to be very careful to compartmentalize otherwise they overexert themselves easily. Yeah. And then for this question she answered that she herself is not very patient when it comes to um, her partner asking her questions mm. because she was already spending the entire day like fighting people online yeah. calling out racist shit on the streets and stuff like that and then when she comes home her partner being just the loving person that he is very new to all of this because yeah. she doesn't talk about this stuff all the time and asking questions like hey what do you think about this or could you please explain this to me that she would yeah it's like google it bitch leave me alone yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i can understand that because you're like it is exhausting having to explain constantly too to your partner like yo so this is why this is racist this is why this is a microaggression and at some point you don't want to fucking do that either but it is interesting what you said about the whole calling the shots and you being the person that gets to decide okay today i don't want to talk about this leave me alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) on to the next question and the next question was, in what ways has your partner been supportive and helpful? Yeah. And I just want to already give a shout out to the the one, we the already lady, gave lady, a shout the lady one. Ah! Like, man, women. goals, man. Career relationships are just the best. She listens. Sorry to you, straights. That's but... where she started. She listens. She listens to my rant. She listens to what I have to say. To uh what i explain she listens to everything to her frustrations her angers her sadness and yeah. never questions it she's um yeah and she she listens to me talk about my di- diaspora project and offers to find books she is very supportive like that's so cute like i oh my god it makes me want to cry i think this question in itself is very important because i can tell that there are a lot of um interracial couples and there's a white person it was mm-hmm. like i don't know how to be the best white person i could be for yeah. you know this person that i love and um i actually saw that happen with my sister and her boyfriend mm-hmm. because um he grew up in a small german town and you know it was very white everybody was white um yeah he only knows white a experience few <laughs> brown people yeah and 75% of the brown people that he knows is my sister and her family. <laughs> so, and, and that it was definitely weird to suddenly be thrown into like, oh, by the way, Black Lives Matter. And yeah. me and my sister are very passionate about this. And he was like, oh, hold up, what? Yeah. Like, how do I do this? <laughs> so I actually had a really good conversation with him. He was asking all of the right questions, cool. like, what am I supposed to do? How? Where do I find this information? How can I be the best um, support for her, for you, for just the community in general? So just mm-hmm. having those conversations are already very, very important. There was one person who said that um, that they noticed that they were taking advantage of their partner's whiteness. Mm-hmm. So they would be sort of like, hey, could you, could you tell your friends this and this and this? Or, like, that this stuff isn't cool. And, um, of course, their partner was very 
willing to mm-hmm. do that for them because of course they have that white privilege that yeah. white people will be more comfortable listening to them criticizing white people yeah. as opposed to a <laughs> yeah. brown person criticizing white people but then they also help them a lot in finding ways that they could communicate or convey their message themselves instead of having to do it via a white person each time. Yeah, and I think that, in my opinion, is one of the better ways how you can be an ally, (laughs) how you can be a white ally, is using your privilege in that way, knowing that, you know, that's something you could accomplish that your partner couldn't, unfortunately, because she would be met with maybe more uh, microaggressions or more racial um discrimination and you have to be that barrier in that moment mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah and there that's... are a lot of videos online as well of black people in the u.s were um, at protests and then you know they were being approached by the police and then a white person jumps in front of them like oh uh-huh. hell you're no not doing <laughs> this, this is i know that you're not going to hurt me a white woman yeah. and i'm going to stand in between you and, and use this my brown privilege. person that you definitely will yeah the only time i would see those type of videos it pisses me enormously off yeah. but on the other hand it's like okay but that's how you do it as a white person that's yeah, what that's you're supposed you to do acknowledge your privilege yeah. that's how you use and as your how you become yeah like how you're being actively anti-racist so it's it's a uh, yeah it's again these discussions about race is very sensitive um so we always try to balance it out a little bit but it's just important and like i don't think we should shy away from these either because mm-hmm. these are important conversations to have yeah and then last but not least one person said that their partner has been supportive by not feeling sorry for them because they're a minority Mm. and they're essentially just treating them like a human being which is a very nice sentiment because sometimes it (laughs) yeah papiamento just it, it happens, okay? We speak of mostly. Um, but it's one thing to be supportive of your partner, but sometimes it's also like, okay, like, I get it. You're supportive. Just, like, let's be normal for a little yeah, while. Yeah, and that, hey, yo, that's so annoying because, <laughs> again, that reminds me of this, like, that, that uh, relationship I had in which this dude's mom would be super extra extra nice to me every time she would see me and so many oh my god how are you you know just you know you know that type of like that is in my opinion also a form of like racism and like and that you're extra super nice to the poc person in the room and it's like no i'm I'm really not a racist i promise like shut the fuck up okay i believe (laughs) yeah and then like you know that she's really going the extra mile. And it's like, dude, I am not a fucking zoo animal. Just and, treat me like a regular. You. Just treat me like a regular ass person. But yeah, so it's just really like, don't do that. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, and that things takes us to our um, next question, which is, what has your partner taught you that you needed to learn? Like yeah, like you also mentioned in the beginning, this partner was like, yeah, I was also very close-minded to begin with, and she kind of taught me that and helped me um, grow because I very easily question the things uh, they do, how they behave themselves, their culture and tech, and yet I got quite offended when they would even show signs of doing the same to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, college out there. See, yeah. see, that, that's hypocrisy talking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a really cool thing too, because again, you learn no matter what. I think that's a th- some that's the beauty of these type of like uh, connections, like interracial and just anything that is different from yours is that you get to see a different perspective of a way of life and a different side of life that you don't have experience with because you just, yeah, it's just different. And I have learned greatly throughout my life that um, different perspectives are very necessary. You have to be able to um, walk in someone else's shoes in order to understand where they're coming from. And I think we don't do that enough. But like, um, I think all of us, uh, in some sense of the way, are very um, close-minded to other cultures that are not our own or other, you know, groups of people that are not our, our own. It's just how it is because 
we do grow up in like where we grew up and uh, where we come from and only coming to the Netherlands is when I really started broadening my horizons and my views because I got to see different views and mm-hmm. um, sometimes wildly sometimes not and that's basically I think being in that these type of relationships you're kind of thrown into it. you're kind of forced to see a different viewpoint and that's what I think is very cool about this um actually now that i read the answers again i realized that a lot of them have like similar undertones like one person said even the wokest white is still very white and very sensitive yeah um but then other people had that similar reflection but for themselves that they need to have more patience and empathy because for them, something is very obvious and all over the news and, yeah. you know, it's very intuitive for them. But then they also have to have that patience and empathy for their partner that don't have that experience and yeah, have exactly. never had to deal with all of this stuff to this exactly. extent. But so. I did like to see that, um, you know, of course, you would expect more work from the white people because... It kind of is a thing that white people do to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, they're in a loving relationship. You know, you, this is your partner. This is mm-hmm. your partner, your person. Yeah. And you want to have the best relationship possible with them. And, you know, it's maybe it's not ideal to have somebody who isn't aware of all of this stuff. And maybe you would prefer for them to just download the knowledge and then and know put it, it in their and brain and not having to explain it to them. But yeah. it's, they're your partner. You have to help them. You have to be patient with them as well. And they have to be extra patient with you, of yeah. course. But you also have to understand that it's not that easy for them. No. But that's the thing. Like when you Again, like with any relationship that you're in, you choose to be with that person, which means yeah. you choose to take on all the things that come with that. I'm, I'm just saying, like, in, in that sense, um, uh, partnerships, relationships are something you actively have to work towards or work on. And I think it's when you get into these type of relationships, you have to go in knowing that these are going to be things you're going to have to deal with more if you weren't, da- like, um, as opposed to if you were dating someone from your own um, background and experience, yeah. et cetera, so... Yeah, it's it's what you want. It's what you feel like you want to invest your energy in. Because I don't know if I would want to invest my energy in explaining to somebody (laughs) where I'm coming from. Maybe that's also why I'm not necessarily attracted to somebody who has a vastly (laughs) different background than I do. Mm. But, um, I mean, I would invest my energy in different things with that partner. And some people just they are more willing to explain to their partner why certain things are okay and why certain things are not and they're willing to take on the judgment of other people of them being in an interracial relationship yeah i think that's definitely it. like for me as well i prefer dating someone from my own background because it's just nice when you get back home not to have to think for for me like one of the things was also like just being able to speak papiamento with my partner and just that is in itself such a like small thing but for me so important to like not have to think about how i'm gonna explain my feelings to you yeah and and just like being and just understanding each other on that like micro like that that just basic level and just knowing because you we have the same experience we have the same and so the same expressions expressions and the same, yeah like, exclamations when something happens yeah like, what they... <laughs> it's like i don't even i just have to look at them and then i know oh i know exactly what you're thinking it's fine you don't have yeah. to i just fucking love that and that's like i think that's the type of bond i would want yeah. but that's me again <laughs> yeah because somebody else did um mention that they liked getting to know their partner and learning how their partner formed their perspectives and Mm -hmm. um, that that made their bond so much stronger i'm guessing it's because they did have that mutual respect and understanding for each other and that genuine interest in like okay you think this way but why exactly do you think this way and like get to the root of the problem not a problem get to the root of it and um really talk things out and just 
getting to know someone on such a deep level that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Yeah. That was also really beautiful to read. Yeah, and, and I think um, um, that that one too, they said, personally, I believe telling people what to think and how to act never solves the problem. People have to arrive at their own conclusions. Only then will they truly change. And I think yeah. that is very true. Yeah. We can like scream at people all day, this is not how you're supposed to think. But... Why? Do they actually understand yeah. and do they actually see it for themselves? That is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. That's when you actually change as a person. But yeah, and then our last question was, of course, we are in the middle of a new surge of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And we asked them, how has your partner changed in the light of recent surge in the BLM movement? And again, we also got very different <laughs> answers. Yeah, because some people choose their white partners in a well they don't choose them to be white but they choose only the woke white people Mm -hmm. as their partner and then you will end up with somebody who already understands this stuff who already is very supportive who already is actually woke and aware of these things so for those people they're like yeah they didn't really change they were just extra supportive and extra willing to talk about this stuff and then other people who don't necessarily talk about you know justice and injustice Mm -hmm. uh frequently they don't focus on black or white at all and then when this came up that they're like oh by the way just so you know i'm like super super pro black and black lives hella matter and then their partner like okay let's go for it yeah and luckily that person also ended up being very supportive and um They said something like they've been noticeably trying to learn, reading, sharing activist content and um, seeing, trying to educate themselves and their unwoke family, which is also very important to yeah. be that person. We already mentioned this, but to, you know, try to educate their uh, white uh, For, yeah. people as well. Um, yeah, and also one that I found very interesting was also um for the better this is the same sex couple again <laughs> for the better really she was already very involved as i stated now she's more active too donating speaking a bit more up she pays a bit more attention to what she says and how it affects others it's it's i think you know it's cool to see like even us we are not um we are not we are prone to make mistakes. We are prone to... We, we still have so much to learn. We're still ignorant in different ways. And everyone is in a, in a way. And I think the most important thing for yourself is to know you can always get better or you can always learn more from it. And I think that's beautiful to see when with these responses that even though they were already sort of, you know, woke and sort of understanding, now it's kind of... Because what we see happening too, because of these recent um, Black Lives Matter movements, is that people are not only just satisfied with being woke, but also you see this like new urge to be actively anti-racist, and I think that is just the uh, the next element to you know dismantling racism, and because you have to not only talk the talk but also walk the walk if you want to see change all right so we said we'd wing it and i think that was pretty okay (laughs) yeah we definitely winged it (laughs) yeah it was difficult to bring some of the important points uh forward per question but um i hope that we did mention the most important parts because of course we can't mention every single mm-hmm. answer for every single question but that was nice and i liked the different perspectives that um we got from those responses as well but if we did miss anything then definitely um let us know and then we'll mention it at the beginning of the next episode yeah because we do appreciate um the feedback we get all um every time because it does help us as well and um it helps us grow it also teaches us a lot which is the most important i think like we learn a lot from our listeners. Yeah. So it's um we love to bring over that knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to, <laughs> for us. And for today this part is obviously supposed to uh be like showcasing a creative person and we yeah. had music up until now. 
Um, And we also mentioned spoken word stuff or thought pieces, but this person, which I'm very excited for, is our good friend Ava. (laughs) Um, And Ava is a fellow Aruban. She is also currently living in the Netherlands. She's a dancer, a very good one. (laughs) And um, we had actually collaborated on on her recent project, um, What's the Tea? Mm -hmm. There's a um, show she has on IG. Um, She will tell she will speak more on it and what she does and who she is of course we're just gonna give her a little short introduction here but yeah so we started talking because we collaborated with her on what's the tea and since then we've just been like yeah really good friends yeah and (laughs) i freaking love ava and we cannot wait for all of the wonderful things she has planned for um in the future and i think a lot of people are going to be really happy with the things that she wants to bring forward. So uh, I'm really excited for her. I'm really excited for, yeah, her introduction. Hello, beautiful people. Awesome listeners of the Combined Impact Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I hope you found it informative and insightful and that maybe it has sparked some conversations or questions, but especially a feeling of being able to relate. Before I introduce myself, I would like to give a huge shout out to Shadi and Ila for bringing all kinds of topics forward and having an open and honest conversation with everyone and also making it accessible for everyone. But also a huge thanks for letting me have the opportunity to get to talk to all of you. My name is Eva Cruz. I'm 28 years old, born and raised on the island of Aruba and currently living and working in the Netherlands for about seven years now. I'm a dancer, a teacher, a coach, a choreographer, a traveler, an explorer, a person of the world, a loving being, a sensual being, a sexual being, a daughter, a friend, a member of my biological and my chosen family. I'm a talker, if you haven't noticed, a person of many cultures, a person of the arts, a person of color, a human being. But today, I'd like to zoom in on one important aspect, dance. I started dancing at the age of three and have not stopped since. There is something about dance that keeps me coming back. I always fall back into it. If you take a closer look at dance, you yourself do it every day in your mind or when you do that tiny little hip whine when you hear a good reggaeton beat in your kitchen while cooking. Maybe you even take a dance class somewhere. How about when you hear a carnival song or a really good tambu or bailable? Dance is in all of us. It's part of us. It's in our blood. You've known dance your whole life. Your body knows exactly what to do and how to react because of a feeling you feel on the inside. It makes you feel a type of way and you express that in movement, in dance. How many times haven't you found yourself dancing with your friends or with family members? That feeling that you collectively create? That, my friends, is real. That feeling does not lie. I believe that when you dance, when you move your body, you are letting your soul be free. You let your mind go and let your body flow. But what does dance do to you really? It enhances your imagination. It transports you to a certain place and time. It even lets you share your experience with someone else. It connects your heart to another. It brings you closer to others. It never lets you feel alone. It is always there to catch you when you take a leap of faith and step out of your comfort zone. This aspect of dance, this feeling of of collectivity, emotion, and connection is what I truly live by. I believe in the power of bringing people together. I believe we can do many things alone successfully, but in order to grow and learn from others and go even further, go together. From this perspective is how I started my IGTV show called What's the Tea? In the peak of the global crisis, COVID-19, I found myself on Aruba feeling so disconnected from everyone, wondering how everyone else is coping with being in quarantine. What is everyone reflecting on? What's everyone doing to keep busy? What can I do to give back? And that's where the idea for What's the Tea came forth. I wanted to create a platform where I would invite a guest who works in any kind of field and is willing to have an open conversation about how COVID-19 has affected life in general, but... Also, what are the lessons and the realizations that come with it? 
And because I wanted to somehow bring people together, I decided to have these conversations live on Instagram where everybody could be part of the conversation and feel some kind of comfort knowing that not only is there power in your words, but as well as that collectively, we are all going through a pandemic, even if we experience it all very individually. You are never alone. The fact that each and every single one of us is different and feels and emotes opinions and ideas differently are the reasons why we should come together and talk. We all have common differences and there is so much power in that. What I thought would be something very simple on the surface but still remaining comforting and interesting turned out to be a show that I formed together every week with friends where we talk about important topics from COVID-19 to Caribbean traditions to music to arts, current events like the Black Lives Matter movement, business, empowerment, self-love, branding, colonialism, and so many more conversations that I wish I had had before. Every single person who has been on the show so far has been an amazing source of information, from the pre-interviews to the preparation and to the day of the life interview itself. It's really profound to witness the process and seeing the guests lead their interview in front of a live audience. The thing that struck me the most about starting this show was that I saw an opportunity to meet new people. Socializing for me is just like networking. Everyone you meet has something they are passionate about. There is always something that they want to talk about, always looking for a feeling of being able to relate to one and another. Everyone is walking on another path than yours, and it's for that reason alone I want to stay open and say that my path is open to anyone who needs to talk, to get something off of their chest, to share their passion, to have a random conversation about anything and everything, to bring love to the world. What's the Tea is live every Thursday on Instagram. Do you have anything you want to talk about, anything you want to bring forward? Please do not hesitate to contact me. I promise it will be very fun and you will have a great time. As for dancing, I have a bachelor's degree in dance education. I teach at the ROC Collegia Zuid, where I teach ballet to first-year students who are on their way to a professional dancing career. I specialize in ballet, modern and contemporary, and choreographing is where my strength lies the most. Do you want to dance with me? Hit me up. I'm always down for a dance. Love you guys. Sending out a big virtual hug, Eva.